Hey, Lisa, what if I told you mm-hmm. I found a Super Bowl ring? No. What if all you needed to get better in every way was available at the touch of a hand or the sound of a voice or even a vibration? Let's talk about how that happens, who can do it, and where to find them. I'm John Webster, and this is The Hesitant Healer. Greetings and welcome to yet another episode of The Hesitant Healer. I am that guy, John Webster, and I'm here with my trusty sidekick. I didn't say old this time. Thank you. I was just going to say, don't call me old. Lisa Montano. Say hi to the peeps, Lisa. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, uh, I got a story for you. Yeah? And what I, is it? I know I've only told it once, but uh, I surprised you this week with uh, wanting to do some um, some research, and you had no idea what this research was for, and I just sprung it on you what the research was for, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> so hang on to your hats, folks. I, you know, it's right on the edge of what does this have to do with healing, uh, and we'll get there. But let's set the way back machine lease to uh, the early 2000s. Okay. Now, I got sober in uh, 1994. All right. I started working for the sheriff department in 1997. Okay. Now, in that time frame, I, uh, I was still catering. And I worked for a catering uh, agency out in Orange County. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was still a little bit crazy. And this was the years that I had gotten separated from the first wife. So I was uh, single and nuts and, and, new, <laughs> and newly sober, right? And, in, oh, in that oh, okay. Area. Now you are sober at this point. I am. I'm sober okay. at this point, but newly sober. I'm still learning things and making mistakes and still uh, staying super busy because I was crazy, right? So mm-hmm. so one of the things I did was I was living in uh, local here, close to San Bernardino, in a town called Col- Colton, and I was driving to Orange County wow. to do catering events. And sometimes uh, to avoid traffic, uh, be prior to working to the sheriff's department. Okay. Prior to working for the sheriff's department, I would get up at three in the morning and drive to Orange County to beat the traffic. Yeah. And then sleep in an alley behind this catering place for like four hours before I was supposed to show up at seven. That's a little sketchy. But fucking traffic is like three hours. I just didn't want to do it, right? It it was bad then. It's probably worse now. But that's a, that's a, it just goes to show it what my mindset was at the time, right? So, I mean, I, I, I loved cooking and this catering agency, um, I did a lot of good stuff, and it, I got to the point where uh, I could just walk in and run a kitchen and walk out, and I didn't have to do setup and whatnot. So, nice. I mean, I, it was kind of at the peak of my chefing career, if you would say. So, <laughs> I was given a lot of latitude. Anyway, I worked for this catering company, uh-huh. and I met a guy at this catering company, and we hatched a scheme uh-huh. to go to the river during okay. uh, spring break, I want to say Easter. All right. And uh, sell turkey legs for five bucks a piece. Ooh. At a pla- spring break? At a place called the Sandbar. Okay. Yeah, because there's like 100,000 people oh, there, right? Oh, thousands. Yeah, right. So me and this guy did it, right? We dropped a, uh, we borrowed all this equipment. We put it in the back of a car. We, we bought 
800 pounds worth of turkey legs. We oh park cooked them at this catering place. So we paid them a little bit of money to park cook them. So we're already out money starting. And then we took these things in, in a bunch of coolers, bought coolers. I mean, we didn't have any of this equipment. And dropped this, uh, dropped this barbecue, charcoal barbecue, uh-huh. on the sandbar. So we got there early, like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning before wow. the boat showed up. And by the time all the boats show up, they're eight, nine boats deep. So oh once my. you're in, you're landlocked into <laughs> right. this place. You're not getting out. You're right? not going anywhere for quite Borrow, a while. Borrowed somebody's boat. I mean, we did the whole, borrowed a bunch of shit and people just gave it to us. And we went wow. and hatched a scheme for selling turkey legs in this place. A- at the end of the day, first of all, this 20,000 people are walking in circles. That's all they're doing because they're just on a sand barge and there's boats everywhere and the music, everybody has competing music. It turns into a giant porn site. It's just fucking nuts, this place, right? (laughs) Meanwhile, we got the only food on the island, right? So they're giving us five bucks a pop for turkey legs. Wow. Which were, I think, 15 cents we bought them per, right? And sell them for five bucks. Good profit. Uh, so we had a you know a couple thousand bucks of wet right. money at five bucks a piece, but it, it was a it was an idea that worked. <laughs> well, the next uh, adventure after that was well, let's do this at a place called Glamis out in California. Oh wow! Uh, because there, we heard there were four hundred thousand people at Thanksgiving, right? Right. And uh, borrowed a motorhome, same scheme. Went out there and it failed miserably. Oh, we really? didn't do one. Yeah, it turns out people with motorhomes have their own food. <laughs> <laughs> it right? makes sense. right and we lost we lost a crap load of money on that Ooh. so that idea but that idea was there right right some years later i'm gonna say two three four years later uh by now i'm working for the sheriff's department so this might have happened in the late 90s uh somewhere around 2004 i got a buddy who was looking to make money and i said i got this idea if you want and uh we decided to go out to a different sandbar uh-huh. uh, in the same time frame and just sell hamburgers. Same thing. So we oh. borrow, borrowed a houseboat uh-huh. and uh, we put the barbecue on the houseboat. We, we locked that thing on the sandbar and uh, and we started selling hamburgers. And we did. We walked away with a. I think we walked away with like two thousand a piece. It was nice. a, it was a day, cash right right in one day. It's grueling. It's hard. I remember thinking, you know, it's not a thing I want to do all the time, but it, it's also kind of fun, right? Right. You're at you're at a party spot. So we there uh Saturday, Sunday, and Monday was the holiday. Okay. So we do this all day Saturday, mm-hmm. go back to a cheap hotel, do this all day Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I mean it's a hundred degrees too. You're in the sun, oh, right? Yeah. On the river. Yeah. It is a little and, miserable. And then we thought, should we do it Monday? And uh he's like, Well, you know, I mean, let's just go see if anybody's gonna show up. So we pull in on Sunday, and it's clear we're probably not going to get the same amount of traffic. Well, at the time, I was training for the LA Triathlon. Ooh. So I was swimming a lot, biking mm-hmm. and running, but I was I was swimming a lot. So I decided, because uh, I knew I'd have some downtime, I decided I was going to do a little training swim before these people showed up. Ah. Now, this sandbar is roughly, I don't know, a quarter mile around, and it... it, it, it it's ankle deep in the middle, right. and then it it gradually gradually gets... goes down to whatever river depth is. Right. And uh, so what I started doing for my training swim here, this is early in the morning, one morning mm-hmm. uh, on a Monday, is I'd start in the middle and swim out 
20 yards and then swim back 20 yards, kind mm-hmm. of like a, a sunburst of a swim out right. and back and out and back and out and back. Right. So I have goggles on. I've got my earplugs in and uh, I start finding, you know, beads, right? Because everybody's <laughs> throwing beads for titties out there. And, and uh, I found an anchor, like a full anchor that really? had the rope cut off by a prop. And so oh I, I started treasure hunting while I'm doing <laughs> while I'm doing this thing, right? And we just got, I mean, sunglasses, like 10 pairs of sunglasses oh, and I'm half sure. of them were designer sunglasses and stuff. There's a crap load of stuff. Right. And uh, interestingly enough, when we pulled up, there were two guys on wave runners that were already there at the crack of dawn. And that's exactly what they were doing, uh, except they were, they were just stuff. They were just doing it in the shallows. Right. Oh, OK. I'm doing it deep and I got the goggles on so I can see they're just doing it by sight. Right. Just right. from the from the wave runners. So I don't know. 20, 30 minutes in, I'm going back and forth, back and forth. And I look down and I see something sparkly. So I dive down there. It's about eight feet deep. And uh-huh. I dive down there and I grab this thing and I come up and in my hand is a very large, very heavy ring. Ring. Like a man's ring. A man's ring. Okay. And uh, it has a New York Giants logo on it. Ooh. And it becomes apparent very quickly. Ooh. This is a motherfucking Super Bowl ring. I'm like, shut the front door. I call my buddy over. I said, hey, 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 Randy, come here. He comes over and I have it in my hand and I said, put your hand out and he puts his hand out and I dropped it in his hand. He goes, what the, what the, and he goes, like he weighs it in his hand. He goes, this is real. Jesus Christ, this is real. I'm like, yeah, Yeah, it is. is. Right. So, uh, wow. What do you do? Right. What you have a dilemma. I, I don't know that it's a dilemma. Because now I'm I'm in that time frame of sobriety too, where right. honesty you have to live an honest life. You you right. you I mean you got to do the right thing, right. right? So we get back to the hotel. I'm like, what are we gonna do about that? I guess I I guess I'll look the guy up, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I was in Allen on at the time. I had Allen sponsor. I've talked about him, John Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I call him up and. Uh, he goes, what are you going to do? I said, I, well, I think I want to do the right thing. He goes, you really want to do the right thing? I'm like, yeah. He goes, don't tell anybody. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> my, first, my first response was, fuck you. <laughs> you find the guy, don't tell anybody. And then uh, I, I called my other sponsor, my uh, Racer X, and, and Racer X is like, uh, you know, do the right thing, right? He later told me, years later, he goes, had you not done the right thing, he says, I would have dropped you in a heartbeat. Wow. He didn't he okay. didn't tell me that at the time, of course. Right. Right. right, he, right. he let me do my own thing right, and right. just waited to see what I was gonna do. It was a which, test. Is, which is pretty smart of him, but he did tell me later. He goes, If you had kept that thing, I would have dumped you. Right? Wow. Well, here's the interesting thing. Uh I go back, I was dating a a woman at the time who had a computer, because this is in the years when I had uh uh, this is bitch and apartment years. I didn't have oh. a lot of stuff in the bitch and apartment years. I had a bedroom, but I certainly didn't have a computer. And this is early, early internet years, right? right. This is like AOL. Right. And so my girlfriend at the time had a had a computer that had AOL on it. And so I got on the internet, which was a new thing. And I just, because it had his name on the back. Right, right. They they do. They they identify who gets the ring, and yes. it and it was clearly written. Okay. So I I dropped that name into the uh, the computer, mm-hmm. and I eventually found a high school attached to his name in football, mm-hmm. and then I eventually found uh, what high school he went to and what city what what city he was from. Right, 
And then uh, I did a little sleuthing work, and uh, sleuthing. I uh, I it, Yellow Pages, and I got a hold of of a lady by that last name. Now uh-huh. the name on the ring is is Craig Willendy. Right, which is I, a little. I mean, it's it's I, unusual. Not I, everybody's gonna have that name. Yeah, I'd never heard of it before. But she she was really the only Walendi in that area. So I call up and I'm like, "Hello," and she's like, "Hello." I'm like, "Ma'am, this might sound a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the river this last weekend, um, and uh, I said, "Are you are you associated with the name Craig Walendi?" Mm-hmm. And she went, "Why?" Uh. Super skeptical, right? She goes, "Why?" Uh. And I go, oh, it's going to sound weird. I was at the river this weekend. I, I, I found something of his, and I'm wondering if uh, you know how I might get it back to him. And she sighs like, <gasps> she goes, you found his Super Bowl ring. Uh-huh. I said, I did. She goes, oh, my God. What, what do you want? I said, I just want to give it back to him. I, I, clearly, this is, a, this is a memento that somebody should have. Oh, yeah. Um, Big I, deal. I, I, honestly, I just want to give it back to him. She goes, Ah, uh, that's amazing. She goes, you know what? He lost his Rose Bowl ring. And this is the only thing he has from the NFL that when he was in the NFL. And Aww. she goes, so I'm sure he'll be super excited. I'm like, sure. How do you want to do this? She goes, I'll call him, have him call you. Super sketch, right? Right. I'm like, all right, well, that's and, cool. And again, this is like, we, we forget. This is like, none this, of us had a cell phone. This is pre-cell right? phone. Yeah. This is pre-cell phone, pre-early, early internet, right? Right. And, uh, and, and phones in your homes. Right. Right. So... Uh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes later, I get a phone call, and this guy's just excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You found my ring? I'm like, yeah, dude. What do you want? What do you want? I said, really, I don't want anything. I just want to give it back to you. He goes, oh, just, oh, my God. That's just amazing. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm, you know, I just want to do the right thing, right? Right. He goes, well, how do you want to do this? I said, well, coincidentally, I have to go out to L.A. this weekend. So uh-huh. this is probably on a, Monday, on a Tuesday. I said, I have to go out to L.A. this weekend uh, to, I'm going to, trace the course right mm. for the because oh. it was two weeks away i'm gonna right. trace the course the with my buddy maybe we Not- can meet up for dinner for that triathlon maybe we can meet up for dinner and i'll i'll uh Hand i'll give it back to you then right i said can i if you if you don't mind i'm gonna i'm gonna wear it all week and tell the story <laughs> he goes whatever whatever i'm like okay cool right so i got to wear this super bowl ring and it wasn't turns out it wasn't the super bowl ring because the giants lost that year but it's the nfc championship ring that they Correct. won to go to the super bowl can I can I interject? Sure. All right. So, dear readers, uh, readers, listeners, they they lost to the Ravens that year. But um, let's think about. There's only been 57 Super Bowls so far, so that means there's only been 114 teams, NFC and AFC, who have won their championship. So that really is a pretty big deal. Turn, I mean, it's a really big deal. Is what turn, it is. Turns out this ring's a big deal to anybody that got one. Yeah. Right. So. I uh, I got to wear the ring. I was working uh, for the sheriff department in their big ass jail. I was still cooking the jail, and uh, I had a locker that was in the deputy's locker room. That's a whole other story. But I wasn't allowed to wear my street clothes into the jail because of what I wore back in the day. Uh, I was a little too. Uh, they were just jealous, is what it was. But um, uh, it's just a whole other story. So. Uh, I, w- I was changing in the locker room. Now, I, I, the numbers may elude me a bit, but I distinctly remember, uh, well, I can't say every single person that I showed this to, uh-huh. with the exception of two, uh-huh. said, keep it. Right. These are cops. 
that said this. These are these are this sheriff's was, steps. This deputies. was my mother Your who was mother. adamant. You keep that. You found it. You deserve it. Right? Wow. Most I had a guy who uh he was another cook, but he was Filipino and he went back and forth to the Philippines regularly. Uh-huh. Offer me $30,000 for no, this ring. Oh, get out. He would have taken it back to the Philippines and broke it up. It had well, lots 20, of jewels. 23 one to two carat diamonds in this ring. Oh, my goodness. It was covered in diamonds. Right. Um, they are. I have seen one and uh, actually I've seen a Super Bowl ring. Whatever, and Lisa. I know. They uh they are really really impressive. They're, they're heavy. It's it's all gold. It's all diamonds and precious stones. And this one, uh, if you want to see a picture of it, we're posting it on the uh, on the Instagram website because yes. there's a picture of it. I have proof. Also, uh, everything we're about to tell you in this story has already been printed and is a matter of public information. Correct. So I'm not I'm not telling any fibs here. We have uh, corresponding telling... evidence. Yes, so we do. with the exception of my story, and I have pictures to prove it. <laughs> so I went around all week, and I, and it was huge. I have to I had to do the whole string underneath it right. to make it fit, whatever. Right. But uh, uh, like I said, everybody I told this to said keep it. Every single one of them, and I was offered a large amount of money more than once wow. uh, to sell this ring, and and I I just wasn't going to do it. Uh, the two people, interestingly enough, that told me give it back that I was doing a good thing, mm-hmm. both had family members in the NFL. Oh, okay. and they knew what a big what deal a big it is. deal it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To maybe have lost one of these things, and, for sure. And they're the only two, and that oh. stands out in my mind even today, mm. uh, because it was like keep it, keep it, get the greed of the keep it, keep it, keep mm. it, right. I will say, as a human, after you hear the rest of this story, I'm I'm pretty sad I gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, given the druthers, uh, I think I'd still do the same thing. Okay. Because it 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 wasn't mine, right? Right, right. right. So I get it all week. Uh-huh. Me and my buddy Rob, who I did the triathlon with, uh-huh. uh, we go and we meet at. Uh, the Palms, Ooh. which was kind of across the street from where the uh, big basketball arena is now, the what center? The uh, oh, I don't remember what the, uh, it, the whatever the center of the Lakers play at, and I don't think the restaurant's there anymore. But at the time, it was. It was a pretty nice restaurant, if yeah, I remember it's correctly. A, it, yeah, there was more than one, and it was a very nice restaurant, super nice steakhouse. And we meet this guy, and he's like, "Oh, dude, oh my god!" Right? So we sit down and we're having dinner. Well, he starts drinking a lot quickly, mm. and he starts telling stories with each drink he's got in, mm. and he gets drunker and drunker and drunker. And uh, and let me just stop. I've seen pictures of him. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. He was a fullback. Mm-hmm. Uh, by his own admission, he said fullbacks last maybe tops three years in the NFL because That's of the a- amount of beating they take yeah. and the amount of beating they would have taken in their college years prior to getting into the NFL. Right. And in his particular case, he lasted one year. And um, he showed us scars on both of his inside arms mm-hmm. around the triceps uh, that were at least eight inches long, right. where he had blown out his triceps Ooh. from steroid injections and steroid, bad needles and steroid injections. Well, what would ha- I've seen the picture. 
of him. Um, actually, I was in college uh, when he had that. And uh, what probably happened is uh, the tricep blew out. Correct. And they uh, they had to reattach the tricep, which is a big deal. And yeah. it's a hard operation, especially back then. Yeah. It was a hard operation to so do. So he, he didn't come back from that. Uh, one of the other things he talks about, he went to UCLA mm-hmm. and he was in the Rose Bowl. He actually was yep. in the Rose Bowl. Uh, and by the way, they lost that one as well. He uh, alluded to uh, some point shaving scheme that he had been involved in and was laughing about it, right? Never got caught. Ha ha ha. And then he says, did you hear about, did you know about the uh, UCLA placard scandal about that? I'm like, I remember seeing that. And he mm-hmm. boastfully, proudly sticking his chest out said that was my idea. Oh. Uh, I think you have a little article on it, but basically... Uh, several UCLA players at the time wanted to park closer to the practice field and they manufactured uh, handicapped parking placards so they could park closer to the practice field and they got caught. They did. And uh, Actually, there were a whole bunch of them. Um, there were 19 of them all together that got uh, caught. And he, uh, Mr. Walenda, is that it? Walendi. Walendi. Mr. Walendi was one of them. And uh, they did get caught. And what they wanted to do, it wasn't just that they wanted to get closer. There was a certain parking lot that you couldn't get into unless you had the placard. And it w- must have been the handicapped parking lot. And it was closer to the practice field. And so the only way to get in is with the placard. And so at least 19 of these gentlemen uh, had had a, well, there was one who admitted that he had a real one. And then they just made 18 more. Yeah. yeah. He was he was quite proud that he was part of that. Uh, as time goes on, as his drink as drinks go on, and uh, as he gets a little more uh, in, emboldened, uh, he worked in some kind of facility and with a couple ex-football buddies, he said. Uh, I think one of their dads owned it or something. Mm-hmm. And I think, if memory serves, he was taking Xerox machines apart or some kind of thing and, okay. and it had to do with breaking apart uh, copy machines and rebuilding mm-hmm. them, that kind of thing. Right. But also alluded at the time, alluded to uh, a lot of hookers and cocaine too. And it was, and was still, it, it wasn't like it was a thing of the past. He was still doing it. Right. Hmm. So me and Robert look at each other cause me and Robert both sober at this point and we're looking at each other going, this guy's a piece of work. What? By the end of the dinner, Lisa. Yes. Uh, and promises of he's going to send us boxes of stuff and swag and oh, right. I, I'll give you all kinds of memorabilia. Right. By the end of the dinner, uh-huh. even though he didn't say it, Exactly this way. Uh-huh. He alluded to and copped to his friends, um, goading his mom and saying that basically we stole this ring from the boat he was on that weekend. And that uh, we felt guilty, which is why we we're giving it back. And uh, Did he lose it the weekend you guys were there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was okay. partying. He was partying on the boat and he lost it that weekend. And because I mean, if you think of sand in a river, I right. mean, it, 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 it would have buried it. Was it, just been a long time. On, it was just sitting on top. It'd still be there to this day, you right? Know? Um, but wow. basic, basically, he 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 accused us both, even though Rob wasn't even there, of of stealing, stealing the ring, stealing it off the boat, 
and uh, and giving it back to him because we felt guilty, basically. And it's like, Holy so I remember me and Rob as we when we left and we were in the foyer coming out, going back to our cars. It's like, did I just hear what I think he said? Wait, Rob? I have a question. What did he pay for dinner? He did. Okay. Yeah, he did pay for dinner. But, you know, we were really questioning whether that was going to happen by the end of this. And uh, I said to Rob, did he, th- did he just say what I think he said? He goes, he thought you sold it. I'm like, wow, what a piece of shit, right? Wow. So, uh, yeah. I have, do you want me to throw in a few facts? Throw in some facts, Lisa. Hit All us right. with some facts. <laughs> this young man uh, is a product of West Lake High School. Uh, in Westlake Village, for those of you in Southern California, that's in Thousand Oaks. Uh, he he was a very good football player. He went from Westlake to UCLA. Uh, had a, had some really good years, and as you said, he he was injured. But his injuries took place while he was in college. Um, one thing I do know about steroid use, uh, which that was kind of right after I got out of high school um, era, sort of. And it, uh, it's the 80s. Yes, I remember. But steroid use in athletes was really big at that point. And, and uh, it was kind of thought of as like, it's what you do kind of thing. He was a big kid, too. I've seen pictures of him at UCLA. He was big. But that's, he did have uh, both of his triceps reattached. Um, there were some scandals. So the very first scandal that you kind of alluded to, there was a point shaving one that was never proven. However, five members of the UCLA football team were questioned by the FBI because of their close association with a known mobster. Oh, no kidding. Yes. And so I guess what would happen is on Monday nights, Several members of the UCLA football team would go over to the known mobster's house, hang out, and the guy would throw Monday night football parties. So when questioned, they just said, oh, he's like a grandpa to us. He throws us these parties, you know, for Monday night football. We talk football. Absolutely nothing else happens. So I, from what it sounded like in the articles... The FBI just really couldn't find enough. Now, the year that they were looking at is the year that UCLA went to the Rose Bowl. And uh, they were 10 and 2, I believe, that year. So it wasn't like they were throwing entire games. But the way gambling works, friends, (laughs) sometimes... Lisa knows a thing or two about gambling. (laughs) Maybe. Sometimes you're betting on what the score is. So, or what the point difference is. So let's say you bet and you need UCLA to score 10 or less and uh, they get to 12, you've lost some money. So there are ways, I would guess, that you could make that happen. Now, again, none of that was ever proven. The, uh, the FBI said there wasn't enough evidence and they dropped it. However, allegedly, allegedly is the word. However, there, there, the placard thing really was a big deal. Now, it sounds innocent, perhaps, and it sounds like kind of a prank, maybe. Kids being kids. Kids being kids. But let's, I thought about it like this. Um, you are healthy enough to be playing football in, uh, at UCLA, which is a high, high level of football, and you can't walk to the field. Hmm. 
Anyway, uh, most of them were punished and ordered to pay. Now, this is back in the in the late 90s. Uh, they were ordered to pay $1,500 uh, in fines, cost for their um, trial, and they had to do 200 hours of community service with uh, Special Olympics. With what? Special Olympics. There you go. Thank you. I could, that's a hard <laughs> word to say, apparently. So... Uh, he was involved in that, and he apparently told you that that was his idea. Uh, no comments were given by UCLA uh, officials, uh, it, and uh, amazingly enough, none of them were, uh, oh, actually, two of them were suspended for a game, but that was after he left UCLA. Well, this may come as a surprise to you at the end of this story, uh, but we waited weeks and weeks and weeks, and I never got a box or any stuff from oh. Mr. Willendy. Oh. I never got any swag. I'm sorry to hear that. Not that I expected it, but uh, I never heard from him and again. And that was in 2004. I want to say 2004. Now, I have another thing that Mr. Willendy was involved in. Well, this thing <laughs> that you're about to talk about... Mm-hmm. I did know because I looked it up some 10 or 15 years later just wondering. Because, you know, yeah. I, I remember... Like whatever happened to that guy? I remember Racer X saying, you know, you'll never know the end of that story. You'll never know. And right. and and um, I had several people say, well, you'll never know what good comes of this or what happens sure. at the end of the story. So <clears throat> sometimes you do get to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, thanks to the internet, I looked it up uh, a while ago and I found this out. And uh, Lisa's going to tell you what happened. So, uh, do you want me to read the article? Uh, Go ahead and read it. Okay. So, this is from Rockville, Maryland. And this is in October of 2018. Uh, It says, a 41-year-old former New York Giants player from California has been arrested in Montgomery County, Maryland, and charged with being an armed drug kingpin. At a bail hearing for Craig Willendy, his tearful mother suggested that damage from at least 11 concussions may have affected her son's mental health. Uh, The district court judge denied bail and ordered the former fullback, who lives in Long Beach, California, to stay behind bars in Maryland as the case moves forward. Uh, Then it talked a little about his career and uh, it says, according to charging documents filed in court, and I actually found those charging documents, Walindy had been transporting hundreds of pounds of marijuana. 200 pounds. 200 pounds from California to Washington, D.C. suburbs on repeated trips in his Cadillac Escalade. He had two handguns in his vehicle when... The police arrested him in a Motel 6 on October 18th. According to police, officers had the motel under surveillance and witnessed him meeting with co-conspirators at the motel. I have uh, the, the, he also had $10,000 cash. Yes. And there was a large amount of cash found. Um, So then his parents appeared in the court and pleaded with the judge to allow for his release on bail so he could return to California with them. They promised to ensure that he would appear at all future Maryland court dates. And uh, the judge said, yeah, no. But I'm going to say maybe not. Yeah. So this is what mom said, though. 
this is so out of character, so surprising, easy, and easy, easy, so then. shocking. Read the story. <laughs> Said his mother, Paula. We don't know what happened. He has medical issues, and we need to take care of him. She cried. So that's what happened. Now, eventually, dear listeners, uh, he was found guilty, and uh, he is now a resident in the Maryland State Penitentiary for the next, let's see, he was charged in 18. He went to the penitentiary in 19. Uh, and th- so he got 15 years. So he's he's in there for a bit. He's in there for another 12 years, at least. So, so here's the story. This is, uh, you know, because I wrestled with, uh, how do we turn this into a healing story, Lisa? Well, yeah. Really, really... I think it's the juxtaposition of of how we meet people and how we bump into people throughout our lives, right? And the and the choices we make, correct? You know, uh, you can't make this stuff up about how I'm swimming and in a <laughs> in a river and I find a Super Bowl ring, right? right? I mean, it's that alone is an amazing story. What I really uh, liked about this is that you kind of get to see the rest of the story and right. and how. How it played out. The judge of character that I had at the time held true throughout this guy's life. He had plenty of opportunities to make different choices, and he stuck with a, a one. Um, I feel bad. I mean, there were a couple times where I thought, man, thirty grand would have helped me. But sure. it, it, here we are some, what, 20 years later. I, I don't know that I still got that thirty grand, right? I mean, it would have just been money. and Right, and you probably would have blown through it. I mean, no e- offense. E- no, easily, especially at that time. What am I going to do with that amount of money at that time of my life? It, it would have, it would long be gone. But you know what I do have is a sense of pride that I did the right thing. I've, 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 I've always kind of been that way. It's like it's not, it's not mine. Right. I, I gotta I gotta blame my mother and my father, even though that's not what her initial response to this was. Right. That somebody taught me right from wrong. Right. Right. And that that I didn't feel like I had the right to take this thing and and now if I had got it uh-huh. and there wasn't a name on it, right. I probably would have kept it. Yes. But when you see that it belongs to somebody, Correct. and I did my due diligence, and I actually found somebody, mm-hmm. that you follow through with doing the right thing, right? And I, I feel better about myself in so doing. It was years later that I found out from Racer X who said, motherfucker, I would have dropped you in a heartbeat yeah, if, I like uh, that. If, if you hadn't have done that, right? But you and know, and there's also the other part about about John Kelly saying you really want to do the right thing, don't tell anybody. Just send it back to him anonymously. Uh, Fuck that, dude. I want right, I want to shake his hand. I, I had a little bit of ego. I had a little sure. bit of and I, I wanted to do that. So, you know, I mean, I think I fell in the middle of how that how that came out, but uh it it was at least a good story. Right. And uh unfortunately, it's a sad story of how this guy turned out and continued to go and Correct. continued to do. Correct. And um now that let me just say, but uh, here's the other thing. Can well, you imagine going to the Rose Bowl and the Super Bowl and not having anything? Either of your rings, not having anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Um, I I sounded a little sarcastic when I uh, and 
when I was talking about his mom and when she said he had 11 concussions and uh, I think that needs to be addressed. It that, totally is. That I, is a thing. It's a very real thing. And um, multiple concussions uh, can lead to personality changes and loss of uh, short term memory loss. Um, I can say that one of my children has had multiple concussions in his senior year in high school. And uh, what prison's he in? He's not. Oh, yes. He, he's your a, boys. You love your boys. I love my boys to death. But let me just say um, there are some things that that don't work the same in Nick's brain. Honey, I'm sorry I used your name. I didn't mean to. Um, that don't work the same now as they did before his concussions. I can tell you if you told him uh 41462 or 87 you know 92 he couldn't tell you what month that is without going on his fingers January February March April May and it hasn't always been that way no 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 and um his sense of direction got a lot worse so remembering uh you need I go right I go left I go right but in in this case because we have a little bit of a background story we can also show that the behavior was this way way before the 11 concussions and I don't know how many concussions he entered into college with right but he was still uh a less than a less than moral human being honest individual yeah right but I want to go back to we do the right thing for the right reasons because think about perhaps there was a time when you personally, I personally, uh, one of our listeners, uh, had a moral dilemma and we chose not to do the right thing. Does that eat at you? Oh, yeah. It does now. Right. But back when I was a shithead, it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Right. But does it eat at you now? Before you made, I and I know uh, that part of uh, the program is you make amends. Yeah, and you learn to live a life where you don't make those kind of mistakes so you don't have to make those amends. If I do, I can... I have to be very careful about how I tell this part. Okay. But there is a part of my story where I was sober Uh and I had a girlfriend Uh and I, I hurt her intentionally. On purpose. On purpose. This is not a physical thing, but... Emotionally. Uh, and there's no why to it. All I'm going to say is I know I hurt her. I did it with intent. Um, immediately, there was guilt and remorse and a horrible pit of my stomach feeling. And, and you can't, you can't, un, you can't take that shit back. Right. Right. And when you know you did it on purpose. Right. There's a different kind of sickness that comes with that. Right. Uh, especially if you're trying to live a better life. Now, right. I will juxtapose. I'll go forward uh, uh, 10 or 15 years, and I made a mistake uh, with a member of this community where I was just making a joke, and I I, mm. I, uh, I had judged her to be a certain type of, have a certain type of humor. And, I, and, <laughs> and I she made, didn't. <laughs> and I made this joke, and it was clear that she didn't think it was fucking funny, and, oh. she, and she called me to the carpet on it. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't do that with intent. I wasn't right. trying to hurt her. I still felt equally as bad. But when I go back to this other thing of, mm-hmm. of hurting that individual on purpose, mm-hmm. it, it, there's a pit of your stomach hole that that 
is hard to sew up and hard to fix, even with apologies when you do something like that. Right. So um, I choose not to live that way anymore. Correct. There are people out there who get away with this shit all the time and oh, do yeah. this stuff on purpose and it doesn't eat them or bother them. The difference being, how do you want to live your life? How do you choose to live your life? And uh, what kind of amends are you willing to make if you do make mistakes? You know? And so, uh, really, there's no judgments here. No. Right? I, I don't know what it's like to be that guy or where he grew up. And, you know, we haven't, I, in none of these stories do I hear a mention of a father. And I, I don't know if that is a thing or not a thing. But it, it's clear, clearly evident that, that there was never a dad, as far as my part of the story, the one that showed up for court. Right? So, right. Uh, we don't know, I don't know the rest of the story. And I can't speak to that because there's no... Uh, documentation that we have that Correct. could speak to that. Right. Um, but clearly a lot of choices were made and uh, eventually the law caught up with him. Right? right. He fought the law and the law won. And the law won. Wow. Huh? That would be a great story. Uh, or a I good, mean, great song. It'd be a good song. Yeah, right? it would. It would. Um, yeah. I, uh, I might have to go home now and think of uh, some and do, things and that... do penance. Do penance, make amends, right? Well, even if we go back, you know, thousands of years, that there, there's a reason they that we were told to do penance, right? Yeah. If you do something wrong, if you sinned, the church told us that we needed to do something to make up for that. So. Yeah. All right, you're getting way, way too deep here. All right, sorry. Uh, so that, dear listeners, is our story of the week, and uh, we hope you got something from it. Uh, at the very least, uh, it's a cool story because I found a Super Bowl ring. <laughs> I, can I throw something in? Um, we would love to hear from you. Let me just say that because of a series of unfortunate events. Um, you can tell it. You know what? Fucking Lisa got hacked this week. Yeah. And it was through Facebook Marketplace. Marketplace. They got all the way into her bank account from Facebook Marketplace. So Facebook wiped out all of her digital information on the internet. They got into my personal account and two business accounts. And and so my uh, Redlands Massage Therapy page, which I'm the admin on, she was a secondary admin on, they closed that account as well. Right. So and our Hesitant Healer Facebook page. The Hesitant page. Healer Facebook page is also gone, and we're working on rectifying that. But if you need any Hesitant Healer information, it will be on the Instagram site. Correct. Which, Even though they're owned by Facebook, it did not affect. <laughs> Somehow it survived. So the, the, um, Apparently they're not talking to each other yet. Right. So... We would love to hear from you. If you would like to contact us, please get uh, in touch with us through Instagram, and uh, or you can always call us here at Redlands Massage Therapy. We'd love to hear from you. Be happy to. Um, I think that's it, Lisa. That was a good story. Be good humans. Be better humans. And um, make good choices. Don't go to jail. Yeah. Have a good day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.